Good evening and Merry Christmas to you all. Welcome to the First Universalist Unitarian Church. My name is Carl Drake and I'm a member of this congregation. I want to extend a special welcome to everyone joining us here and online this, this afternoon, this evening. Since 1858, UU Wausau has served as a vital voice of liberal religion in central Wisconsin. We are an intentionally free society that welcomes all people just as you are, regardless of age, sexual orientation, ethnicity, or economic situation. Wherever you are on life's journey, you are welcome here. We are currently worshiping both in person and online. So be sure to subscribe to the church's newsletter, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram for updates. A couple of quick announcements. Tomorrow's service will not be available online. So if you want to hear the amazing Brian Mason again this weekend, you must come back <laughs> tomorrow morning. The other announcement is that uh, the offertory will be given to the neighbor's place today. So with that, let us gather our hearts and minds for worship. Please stand as you are able and join in the opening hymn, O Come All Ye Faithful. Be seated. I invite you to join me in our call to worship. You'll find the words printed in your program. Alleluia, to us a child is born. O come, let us adore him. God is our everlasting light. God has shown forth glory. Come, let us set out in the light of the Lord. Now please rise again for our hymn, In the Bleak Midwinter. 
Please be seated. We gather on this Christmas Eve as fellow pilgrims looking for light, for hope, for peace, and for love. We gather as people from many backgrounds, many faiths, many cultures, and many spiritual paths. But as we light this chalice, we gather as one body looking to the nativity for its message to all of humanity. It is a message that there is light, there is hope, there is peace, and there is love. A reading from the ninth chapter of the prophet Isaiah, beginning in the second verse. 
The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. You have multiplied exultation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as people exult when dividing plunder for the yoke of their burden and the bar across their shoulder, the rod of their oppressor. You have broken as on the day of Midian for all the boots of the tramping warriors and all the garments rolled in blood shall be burned as fuel for the fire. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Great will be his authority and there shall be endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. He will establish and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time onward and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. And here ends this reading. reading from the second chapter of the Gospel according to Luke, beginning in the first verse. 
In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinus was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place in the guest room. Now in that same region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign of you. You will find the child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel, a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them, and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child laying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. And Mary treasured all these words and pondered them into her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, just as it had been told them.
Please rise and let us sing, It Came Upon the Midnight Clear. Well, this is my sixth Christmas Eve in this church, so you can rest assured that by now I know what's expected of me, and I know that you know that I know what's expected. A short palate cleanser and a muse bouche for those of you who like astronomy, all between the hymns and carols before you make your way back home to warm your feet by the fire and get the kids tucked into bed before Santa and his reindeer arrive with presents. And I will keep my end of the bargain so long as you keep yours. And if you have forgotten what your end of the bargain is, I will remind you your end of the bargain is this. Tonight, I want you to unwrap your hearts. Unwrap your heart, give thanks for life, for family and beloveds, for friendship, and for second chances. Because never have we needed Christmas more. This year is no darker than any other year, of course, but this year still seems dark. Even though we have managed to avoid a financial collapse, our country seems darker. Our leaders seem self-absorbed, and some of them even seem destructive. And so for all this and more, we need Christmas. Each year on Christmas, the temporal is fused with the eternal. We consider miracles. Behold, the angel says, a child is born. Jesus was born. You were born. Your parents were born. For thousands of years, the people are born and live to adulthood 
is quite literally a miracle. 2,000 years ago in Jesus' time, the likelihood of a child's survival was about 6 in 10. Rewind the clock another 2,000 years before that to the Stone Age, and anthropologists estimate the infant mortality rate was 80%. That your ancestors survived the Stone Age or through Jesus' time and up to today is roughly 1 billion to 1. Just think about that. Your ancestors lived through plagues and famines, and yet on through the angels, people got to know each other in that biblical sense, and there you are. Today, scientists say that all of life, get this, scientists say that every single piece of life in the entire known universe has existed since the universe began. Every bit of it. And if that's true, and I hope it is, if only for poems that will be written about it, it means that the universe was pregnant with you when it was born 13.8 billion years ago. And if you're wondering what you did to deserve this life, the answer is nothing. What did you do to deserve to survive all that crazy stuff you did in your teens, and you know you did, all that crazy stuff you did in your 20s? What did you do to, to survive the war you came home from? What did you do to survive your marriage, your second marriage, meager parenting, this winter in Wausau? Giving birth, the Atlanta Turnpike and rush hour. What did you do to deserve to live in an era with such low infant mortality rates and state-of-the-art hospitals and Netflix and deep-fried cheese curds, and robot vacuum cleaners? The answer is you did nothing. You don't deserve it. It's just grace. It's just a miracle. But there's something else that we are supposed to ponder on Christmas Eve, and it's not just the moral of the story, but it is the morals of the story. A child is born, he becomes a man, he lives to the age of 33, he dies a gruesome death, and he goes on to shape more than 2,000 years of human history. And ever since, he's been held inadvertently responsible for everything from religious bigotry to genocide and persecution. But he's also held responsible for billions of acts of kindness and selflessness the world over. Despite what you may have heard, the story of Christmas has absolutely nothing to do with self-righteousness. It has nothing to do with moralism or nationalism or denominationalism. The morals of the story, the lessons we learn from the Christ child are this. Love your enemies. Love your neighbors as yourself. Judge, not lest ye be judged. Forgive people who persecute you. Empty the money from your wallet in order to fill your heart and then lose yourself to find yourself. And if you're someone in the pews who thinks that you're not enough, if you struggle to feel worthy, if you struggle to start things that need doing, or you struggle to stop stuff that needs stopping, the moral of the story is you too are loved anyway. The miracle of Christmas is that in God's divine economy, we are shown that much can be made of nothing, and that something can be made from almost nothing. A little town like Bethlehem can become a symbol of hope. A baby grows up to oppose the forces of Caesar and fear, and human flesh and human life are dignified and made whole as never before. Christmas belongs to those of us who recognize the presence of God in our lives and in our world. People who see that what we celebrate isn't a miracle that happened long ago, but a miracle that happens every day. Because Christmas happens every time people struggle against the harsh realities of the world. And in this magical season, it's tempting to think that the Christmas story was made up in the mind of Charles Dickens. But it wasn't. The story of Christmas was real. You can look it up. Jesus 
was real. Caesar Augustus was real. Herod was real. Taxation was real. Death and slaughter were real. Despair was real. And during all this, God is made real. And not in some ideal, but in flesh. A child formed in a mother's womb. A child born just like all of us. A child that started out needing to be fed and clothed. A child that got laughed at and taunted and punished. A child that grew up and left home and worried his parents. And we like to say a lot of things about children, but one truth stands above the rest. A child is nothing less than love made manifest. And this life, this love, it comes to us all. It comes to the needy, the dangerous, the bitter. It comes into the cynical world of aging and dying where it's easier to believe convincing lies over unimaginable truths. But sometimes it's hard to find. But in between the pages of ink that detail war and famine and theft is evidence of that truth, that there are people who give of themselves so that others might live. There are people who take seriously the questions Jesus asked. Did you feed the hungry? Did you home the homeless? Did you clothe the naked, heal the sick, and visit the imprisoned? Did you welcome the stranger or the weirdo or the outcast? And lest we forget, Christmas is not about bygone events and Hallmark Channel nostalgia. Christmas is about the future. We're not looking sentimentally at a baby. We're looking forward to the possibility of peace. If we trust the promise that much can be made with little, then one day it might just come true that you and I can and will do things we once thought impossible. We might end up changing our habits after all. We might confront our addictions. We might forgive our enemies, curb our spending, lower our defenses, and raise our honor. This is possible because love is born into this world. The universe was pregnant with it from the beginning. It was born in a manger in Bethlehem, and it was born in all of you. And so tonight, before you tuck into bed, when you reach out to hug your mom or your dad, when you reach out to kiss your husband or your wife or your child's head, when you send a text message to someone still stranded at the airport, when you look in the mirror and feel lonely and wonder where you've been and where you're headed, may you remember that you have worth, that you were born into this universe ages ago. May you remember that you and your life are a miracle and that somewhere out there and maybe even secretly in you, love is at work. So be sure that this Christmas, the best presents you give don't come wrapped in a box. Make sure that the gifts you offer are the gifts of love, gifts of acceptance, gifts and thanks for the miracle that led to your birth, thanks for loved ones and neighbors, thanks for freedom fighters and healers and dreamers and sowers, thanks for people who struggle, thanks for people who don't give up, Thanks for people who just need a break. And thanks for the people who love you despite yourself. This year, let us give gifts and thanks for the kindness and forgiveness of others. Gifts in and for the spirit of Christmas that is always here, free for us all. So unwrap your hearts tonight. Amen and Merry Christmas. I invite you to rise now and sing Angels We Have Heard on High.
The mission and ministry of UU Wausau is made possible by the generous support of its friends and members. Rather than pass a plate at this time, we placed an, placed an offering basket in the back of the sanctuary for you to drop a gift in. You can also stop by our website, uuwausau.org, to make a one-time or recurring gift with your credit or debit card. Remember, today's collection goes to the neighbor's place, which is in serious need, so be generous. Thank you for your support. Um, will you please stand at this time and join me in the doxology. Bit of instruction. In just a moment, the ushers will come around with candles to light your flame. I will invite you to rise at the very perfect time. So pay attention as you're holding a flammable piece of material, looking to someone approaching you with flame from a direction, and try not to catch this on fire or your neighbor on fire or someone's hair on fire. Is that understood? Good, okay. Candles for Christmas. I will light candles this Christmas. Candles of joy despite all sadness. Candles of hope where despair keeps watch. Candles of courage for fears ever present. Candles of peace for tempest-tossed days. Candles of grace to ease heavy burdens. Candles of love to inspire all my living candles that will burn all year long. May the ushers please come forward.
Let us now rise and sing Silent Night. you to extinguish your candle and have a seat. I'd like to invite you all now into a spirit of prayer and meditation. If you would, please pray with me. Each of us has a story. They are all different, and yet they are one, brought to light under the one sun that will one day set for good. But each path is different and at times strange. With gratitude and praise, I close this, our Christmas Eve service, with a prayer for living more abundantly. Let us want what we need praying for health if we are blessed with health, for friendship if we are blessed with friends, for family if we are blessed with family, for work if we are blessed with tasks that await doing, and if our lives are dark, 
May we come to know loving affection. And if our hearts are broken, may we come to see that it is in those cracks that the light pours in. Let us do what we can, not dream impossible dreams or climb every mountain, but dream one possible dream and climb one great mountain, that our life may be blessed with meaning, and let us be who we are, embracing our God-given nature and talents, and let us answer the call that is ours and not another's, and enhance our little world and the greater world we share. Almighty love, you make us glad with the yearly remembrance of Christmas. Grant that as we joyfully give and receive, we may have the confidence to follow the star. May each of us stand expectant at the promise of brighter days, and may we trust that the love that awaited our lives will succeed us and live on forever in the hearts of everyone. Amen. And now let us rise and sing our closing hymn, Joy to the World. Friends, may joy be your companion, and may love be your strength. Merry Christmas. I invite all of you to our cookie and punch reception. You're all invited, but for now, have a seat. Relax and enjoy the postlude.